I think the feminine is so creative, like exploratory, has all of these ideas, is really, really good in leadership positions. And I think in the masculine, it's the ambition, it's the drive, it's the hustle. Having both really helps us be in balance. Although we want to preach, yeah, you have to work hard, you have to set goals, be ambitious, all those things. It's also about, okay, how can we build businesses with leverage? How can we still prioritize self-care? How can we make sure we have balance? Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 72 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. And today we're calling on all of the unapologetically ambitious women. And my guess is that if you're tuning into this episode, That means you. Whether you're an entrepreneur, corporate badass, mom, student, or still figuring out what your path looks like, I know that this episode will speak to you because we are talking all about getting clarity, setting goals, and not settling for the status quo when we know that we are created for more. Guys, I am thrilled to have on the original hashtag boss babe, Natalie Ellis. This week's guest truly leaves a trail of inspiration wherever she goes. She's the founder and CEO of Boss Boss Babe Inc. and her online community champions collaboration over competition, creates connection, and helps women move forward in their businesses and lives. Natalie has a passion for helping women get out of feeling stuck and move their dreams into their everyday life. She is a strategic serial entrepreneur who churns out more inspiration and tactical advice than, well, basically anyone. And you can just get ready to dive into some juicy convo about being an ambitious woman in business, relationships, creativity, strategy, goal setting, self-care, and more all while crushing our goals. So whether an entrepreneur or just looking for encouragement to make your own big dreams a reality, I know you're going to love this episode. This episode is brought to you in partnership with my favorite skincare brand. You already know, Tula, and they couldn't be a better fit because when my skin is clear and glowing, I show up so much more confidently for my ambitious endeavors. They just released the most amazing holiday sets that are packed with their best-selling products and come with the cutest rose gold cosmetic bag. And you can head to Tula.com to grab some goodies for yourself or gifts for others. I'm totally not going to judge you if you take advantage of the holiday sets for a gift to yourself. You deserve it. And don't forget to use code Marie to save an additional 20% off of everything. Again, that's Tula.com and you can enter code Marie, M-A-R-I-E at checkout to save 20%, including on the already discounted holiday gift sets. Before we jump in, let's do the review of the week. This one comes from Lily427 and she says, so grateful 
five stars. I recently found this podcast and boy, am I grateful that I did. I've been binge listening to it and can't stop till I hear all the past and new episodes. The knowledge Marie shares is amazing and so helpful in all aspects of life. The guests she brings on are top notch and you can tell that she truly cares about her listeners. Thank you, Marie, for all the informational content that you continue to share with your community. Thanks so much for sending us love. We super appreciate it and we love every single one of our listeners, but especially the ones that take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. So Lily 427 I hope I'm saying that right. It might be Lele427, but either way, if you are listening in, DM me on Instagram right now, send me your address, and I'm going to send you a surprise little package with one of my favorite wellness goodies. And if you are listening and you're not the review of the week, you can get the chance be featured next week by leaving us a review on iTunes. You can go to the podcast app on your iPhone or iTunes on your Mac computer, find the ratings and review section of the Grind to Be Grateful podcast, and take a moment to share your thoughts with us. We appreciate it so, so much. And it really helps the show get into the hands and the ears of other women who might love it as well. Natalie, welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. We're stoked to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on here today. But before we dive into like your entrepreneurial journey um, and just all the wisdom that you have to offer, I would love to do a little bit of a Boss Babe themed rapid fire Q&A. Is that cool with you? Yeah, perfect. Okay, awesome. Number one, what is your go-to move when you're feeling unproductive or unmotivated? I go for a walk. Love that. How do you take your coffee, which is also known as liquid ambition? Either black or bulletproof. Oh, black coffee. I feel like anyone that prefers their coffee black is automatically like a badass or more <laughs> badass than me at least. <laughs> I like it black with lion's mane if I can be like specific. Oh, or yeah. I'll do a bulletproof. Lion's mane is amazing for focus. So good. Do you have a favorite quote or saying that encapsulates your philosophy or approach to life? Yeah, it changes. But right now, never apologize for being strong-minded, unapologetically ambitious. Love it. And then last but not least, what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who has a dream but is afraid to pursue it? My biggest advice would be take action because I can motivate you all you want. But if you don't take any action on it, you'll never get anywhere with it. So Mm, I say start with action and figure the rest out on the way. Yeah. One quote that I've heard about that that really rang true for me was inspiration without activation equals frustration. So if you're just constantly looking for like inspiration and motivation, but you're not doing anything about it, it will actually just make you feel frustrated and more stuck. Mm, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Amazing. So now I would love to hear more about like baby boss, babe, Natalie. So what is your background and what led you to this incredible place where you're a renowned serial entrepreneur, you're a thought leader and just all around a super successful woman in your own right? Yeah. I mean, kind of a lot of things, but uh, particularly I was kind of one of those cliche born entrepreneurs and have kind of had businesses since I was really young Uh but there were a lot of reasons that really pushed me to be motivated to do it Um, and I moved out of my house with my mum when I was 13 I lived in a really really turbulent household and I moved in with my grandparents and I remember just thinking I want to make something of myself I don't want to ever be reliant on 
anyone or anything, especially not a man. And that's kind of what drove me in the beginning. And it's changed substantially now. But that Mm -hmm. was a lot of like hustle ambition in the beginning. And now I'm doing things for completely different reasons. But everyone kind of has something that's got to push them and motivate them to do really difficult things in the beginning. And that was definitely mine. So Mm -hmm. I was like very much um, into the hustle. I would do whatever it took. I would work every single hour around the clock. I was so motivated. You couldn't tell me no. I wanted to kind of win everything. And that kind of mellowed with age and experience, but I Mm -hmm. never really lost the aspect of myself who is so willing to just get into the details, to get things done, to make things happen. Mm -hmm. I love that. So how did that lead to Boss Babe Inc. and like building the empire that you kind of like are the face of and head of now? Yeah, so it kind of all began when I left university. I started my first serious business, which was um, a product manufacturing superfood supplements so I had this idea to put powders in smoothies which everyone is doing now but when I first left university no one was doing it it was Mm. this kind of strange idea and so that was the idea I had for my first business and um doing that was great and it was really successful I was in over 200 stores across the country I you know was starting to build out a team I was shipping to over 60 countries on paper everything was successful but behind the scenes it was so lonely and I kind of I was building the entire business based off of Google like googling everything Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of things I just didn't know and I felt like I didn't have many people around me that really got what I was doing or understood it and that's kind of where the concept of wanting to work with a company like Boss Baby, wanting to create something like that came from. And I had this idea of, you know, there must be more people out there like me, especially women. There's got to be a community for us, a place for us to be. And so I really wanted to set out to create something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think you are pretty known for, and just Boss Babe is pretty known for the community that you've built. And I think that just really speaks to how like lonely and misunderstood, really driven, ambitious women can feel sometimes. And like we can sometimes feel really lonely in our vision if other people, you know, can't grasp it or can't understand it. Um, So do you have any advice for someone who is struggling with that and like, want needs to keep their head up you know to continue pursuing their passion even when it's not understood or people don't see the same vision that they have because I'm sure that you've you know come across that before in your journey as well yeah totally and there's lots of different ways that you can work past that but I think fundamentally the first thing is you've got to have confidence in yourself and you've got to be able to pick yourself up and push forward even if people aren't behind you cheering you because yes that's the ideal that people will be there cheering you along but it's also not always going to happen and it shouldn't be a prerequisite for you to be successful so Mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing not not being reliant on that and not thinking well if no one's supporting me no one's willing to help me or understand then I'm not going to succeed because you won't it's just being okay with you know maybe being your own cheerleader for a while and then Mm -hmm. second to that you know joining communities that are pre-built and whether they're free or paid communities but they are built and they have women just like you or people just like you inside of them is so incredibly powerful like never underestimate the power of being around people like you or people who also have big vision and ambition and can spar with you on ideas or can you know have your back when you're having a really hard day or go up for cocktails with you I think that's really really powerful and sometimes as entrepreneurs we if, if we're solo entrepreneurs I'm not but I used to be 
as solo entrepreneurs, you can often feel like you're sparring on your own. You've got these ideas, mm-hmm. you've got no one to bounce them off or run them past. And so finding someone like that could be really powerful. And maybe you meet them once every two weeks or once a month and you just get together and talk about that. I think those kinds of things are super powerful. But right now there are so many amazing communities out there that you can just kind of plug yourself into and you've got this ready-made girl gang who get what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that is so, so important. Like just getting in the room, whether it's physically or like metaphorically, getting in the room with people who understand you and also people who are a step or two ahead of you just keeps your vision alive, right? Because if you're in an environment where like, It just is constantly shoving your vision down and like discouraging you at a certain point, no matter how motivated you are. I think that anyone could start doubting themselves, even if they have, you know, a super strong vision and they're super ambitious like you've been. Um, That's when the doubt starts to creep in or the discouragement starts to creep in if you don't have people who do get it. Yeah. And self-doubt is a real thing. And I feel like even for me, I mean, I'm surrounded by people that are doing very similar things and I have a really supportive husband and friends and I still experience self-doubt. It still comes into play when I'm perhaps going after a really big goal that I've not done before or mm-hmm. I'm speaking in front of more people than I've ever spoken in front of. It, it keeps creeping in and so it's always going to be there and it's really figuring out what it takes to work through that. Yeah, yeah. And self-doubt is like we always say that your dreams should scare you, right? Like they should be so big that they're terrifying. And that just, I think makes you a lot more like sensitive to self-doubt. Um, because typically when, whenever you set a goal is one of the peaks in your motivation. And so when the self-doubt kind of creeps in, do you have any go-to strategies or like mindset shifts that help you work through that? Yeah, for me, I'm like a really practical data driven person. So if I start doubting that I can achieve the goal, I'm like, okay, what is it that I'm struggling with here? Do I not see how I can get there? Is there no evidence of other people that I've done it? So Mm -hmm. I try and get to the root of what that is, or is it that I'm just really unsure of myself? And so it could be like a number of different reasons for the doubt. Mm -hmm. If Because, you know, sometimes you can set crazy goals and actually they're super unrealistic and they might not happen. But it's setting a goal and being like, okay, I'm doubting this because I have no idea how I'm going to get there. So I'll step back and I'll work on like a 10 step roadmap of like what it looks like to get me from where I am now to where I want to go. I'll break it down into 10 steps. I think everything can be broken down into 10 steps. So that's one method. Um, Another method might be if you set a goal that, you know, you're unsure you can hit because you've not seen other people do it before, start researching, see what other people are doing, see if there's anyone else out there who has done it. I love the quote, um, if she can do it, so can I, Mm because there's no difference between us. And just seeing that can be a massive inspiration and really push you to be like, okay, I can do it. If she can do it, so can I. Mm -hmm. And then if it is more of like a deep rooted confidence issue or like ingrained pattern that we have, then I think having a really good therapist is super important. I think as entrepreneurs anyway, having a therapist is important because there's going to be so much going on. Mm -hmm. But um, if it is like a deep rooted confidence issue that I think getting someone who's qualified to talk that through with you and help you see a different path or help you kind of rewrite that pattern or thought you have would be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that you brought that up. And the looking for evidence that whatever your goal is, is possible is absolutely huge. Because I think 
we're going to find evidence for whatever we're looking for. So if we're looking for evidence that like we're going to fail, we'll definitely find it. (laughs) And if we look for evidence that we're going to succeed, like we'll find that too. So it's all about what you're looking for and like what you're committed to building a case on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so one thing that I love about like your brand uh, is obviously it's all about like ambition and hustle and all of that. And it's super motivating, but it also really embraces both the masculine and the feminine, I feel, in a space that can be very masculine. Like I think especially maybe a few years ago, it was more so this way that like all of the messages were very, very masculine. So can you like speak to number one, was that intentional of like making sure that women could embrace both sides of that? And then can you also just speak to like what our masculine and feminine are when it comes to business and just life in general? Yes, 100%. So it was really intentional. So the boss side of boss babe is the masculine and the babe side is the feminine. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of power in both. And I think as women, we get to really leverage that and figure out, you know, how we can balance both. I think the feminine is so creative, like exploratory, has all of these ideas, is really, really good in leadership positions. I actually think that's more of a feminine thing than a masculine thing. Mm. And I think in the masculine, it's the ambition it's the drive it's the hustle and having both really helps us be in balance so although we want to preach yeah you have to work hard you have to set goals be ambitious all those things it's also for us about okay how can we build businesses with leverage how can we still prioritize self-care how can we make sure we have balance Mm -hmm. and that really goes for within our internal team and our company culture as well as the message that we put out there in the world and how we work with clients I think it's really important that we have the balance of both Mm -hmm. what do you see happening for women who are leaning too far into the masculine side because I think especially people first starting out like the hustle can be so necessary to get your idea or your career or whatever off the ground but if you stay in that masculine for too long there are definitely some downsides so what do you see happening in there Yeah, I think you're right. Hustle gets you to a certain point. But I think when you're too masculine, you lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, And I experienced this pretty firsthand. I always have been quite good at balancing both. And then I got married and and me and my husband were living together and he was getting up super early, not sleeping eight hours. Like he felt good after six hours and was working like crazy and was very much like on it, on the hustle wagon, all of those things. And I... Mm -hmm. I just kind of went along with it. I was waking up when he was waking up. I was working out in the same way he was and I got so burned out and it was awful. And I had to reassess all of that and have some serious conversations with him about how, you know, his habits need to be his and not mine because we're doing things really differently. Mm. And that was really powerful and it was a really big shift for us. But I've been there and I think, you know, being too in your masculine really can lead to burnout. And I think beyond that as well, it can lead to hormone imbalances so much. I think as women, we have so much power in the feminine, but mm-hmm. we're not, we've not always been brought up to believe that or see that. Like sometimes the feminine is seen as soft or not mm-hmm. as um, successful and all those things. And I actually think that's not the right way to think about the feminine. Mm-hmm. I would agree for sure. So what what do you see as like the major pluses of embracing the feminine and how has doing that in your life like made things better? 
Yeah, I think firstly, as a leader, embracing the feminine has been incredible because it's really great to be able to lead from a feminine place, leading with, you know, an open heart, vulnerability and that kind of nurturing energy. It's something mm-hmm. I really try and do with my team. I'm not the hustle, hustle, hustle person in my in my team. And I really encourage them to take breaks. And if I spot anyone getting tired or close to burnout, I'm like you need to take a day off or you need to leave now. Like you've been here way too long. Like you don't need to be in the office at this time and I'm really pushy about that Mm -hmm. and I also lead by example I take vacations every six to eight weeks and then they might just be short three-day vacations but I lead by example and I tell my team look what it does to my productivity and creativity this is why it's important for all of us to do it so I think that's one of the things um and then another thing personally it's just so good for your creativity it's like creating from the feminine is such a good place to be in and so I have my days kind of split up I have Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays they're very meeting heavy I do interviews I'm very much on and it's Mm -hmm. very reactive and I have to kind of get into that hustle mode yeah and then Tuesdays and Thursdays I try and keep my calendar as free as possible so that I can flow in and out of things I can you know spend hours thinking and like creating and visualizing that kind of thing So that's been a really, really good balance. And then it's also been really good for my relationship too. I think, you know, that if two people are in a relationship and they're both super in their masculine, it's not really the best place. It's not the most loving Mm -hmm. relationship. Whereas if you both know how to flow in and out of your masculine and feminine, I think that's really powerful because it's not just male, female. Like there are times where I work crazy hours and I'm working weekends or I'm hosting events where my husband will flow more into the nurturing like seat of our relationship and will totally take care of me and cook dinner and those things and vice versa and I think that's really powerful Mm -hmm. I I think just being aware of like the characteristics of each one really helps you identify when each side is kind of like coming up for you and what what side you're kind of trending toward um and I just find for ambitious women like we tend more toward masculine usually because we feel like that's the only way that we can like get things done and be productive and be a boss um and then I I have noticed this cycle in like so many of my entrepreneur friends or just career driven friends is like you're in the masculine for so long and it works for you until it doesn't and then when it doesn't it like really doesn't right like that's when burnout hits that's when you kind of need to like you know tear everything down and like rebuild how you work and how you show up in the world and it kind of takes like a big moment yeah I totally agree because we're kind of taught that that's the way to do it Mm -hmm. and there's no I don't think there are many role models really leading the way of what it looks like to be both Mm -hmm. and I think you know, in the past few years, we've started to see that emergence and we're seeing women on magazine covers and we're seeing this conversation being talked about, which yeah. I love. And I also love that my company can be part of that. Mm-hmm. So I was I think- in Barnes & Noble like a few weeks ago and the entire business section was women on the covers. And I was so thrilled to see that. Like that was that was the coolest thing because I never saw that when I was younger and like really wanted, I really wanted to be a corporate badass. So that would have made, you know, that would have meant the world to me. Yeah, that is incredible. I remember seeing that too and just being like, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to be that woman for younger women. Right. Yeah, for sure. And what are some ways, because you said you experienced burnout and now like you um, really make a point in honoring your feminine. Are there any like rituals or practices that you do to bring that forward more and nurture that side of yourself? 
the biggest thing for me is boundaries because if I don't set any my calendar will run wild and Mm. I will just be on this calendar train and doing (laughs) meetings for the rest of my life um so yeah boundaries are super important for me I have a time that I switch off completely and there's very few things that are important enough for me to want to spend like 9 p.m at night on them or working weekends on them Mm -hmm. like they it has to be no other choice for me to want to do that so those boundaries are really really important um and then I have some really good self-care practices and things that I do morning and evening ritual wise um sometimes it's as simple as making myself a hot cacao and just sitting and just really savoring that and being in the moment and and just not having my phone with me not having my journal not having a book just sitting and enjoying that that just fully brings me back to me because I don't feel like there's anything particular we need to do to bring the feminine through right it is there but but the feminine side of us just needs space right and so little things like that really help I love taking baths with Epsom salts that's so much fun for me reading books and sometimes I just dive into like girly chick flick fiction Mm. instead of uh, masculine business books that I love so it's just little things like that that I've picked up and put into my routine that have been super helpful for me You know what helps me feel my absolute best and like I can face anything? Clear, glowing skin. And my skin has never been better thanks to Tula products, which are clean, check, effective, check, and packed full of probiotics and superfoods, check and check. You guys know I talk about Tula all the time because it is truly my ride or die skincare. I've been using Tula products for almost two full years now, and they truly have something for everyone. But my current must-haves for that boss babe glow are the rose glow eye balm that totally wakes up your under eyes, depuffs them, and makes you look just like fresh and ready to tackle the day as well as the face filter primer which gives you that gorgeous bronzy lit from within glow that you can wear alone or under makeup and by the way they just dropped their new holiday sets full of their best sellers and they are such a great deal plus you can still use code marie to save an extra 20 percent it's like actually mind-blowing and the glow getters six-piece set in particular has those two products i just mentioned plus my favorite cleanser plus a couple amazing masks and it's literally under 55 dollars for six items plus the cutest rose gold cosmetic bags so whether you're shopping for yourself or grabbing a gift for someone else the holiday section on tula.com is a must visit like must visit you guys again that's tula.com t-u-l-a.com and you can use code marie to save an additional 20 percent on your holiday skincare goodies now let's get back to this episode Yeah, I love that too. And I I agree. It's something where it's already there. It's not that you have to like create the feminine within yourself. It's there. You just have to probably, you know, create stillness and like make space for it to appear. Because when we're so in our masculine, we're basically just like driving it away or repressing it, you know? Yeah, it's already there. Yeah. So going back to a little bit more of the masculine side, or maybe you have, you know, an idea for how we can incorporate the feminine more into this. But one thing I want to chat about is goals. And um, 
you've said like it's so easy to play small and it's so easy to set goals that make you feel good because like you know you can achieve them and then like check off your to-do list i've totally been that person that like writes something on my to-do list that i've already done just so i can have the satisfaction of checking it off but Mm -hmm. um like your goals should make you feel scared and they should be like big audacious goals so can you elaborate on that and on your goal setting process yeah i'm such a freak about this I have like very specific ways we actually have created our own planner at bus babe because we have such specific ways of setting goals and everyone kept asking so we actually have a planner now um and so all of my practices are inside the planner so I'll tell you all of them you can do them like with or without the planner so -hmm. the first one kind of at a high level I love to set like a vision for the year and it doesn't need to be like super in-depth but it's more writing out my vision in a a really feminine way of like this is how I want to like feel this is what I want to see this the things I would like to achieve just like very much writing that out in a creative way Mm -hmm. and then I break it up into quarters so you know, three months at a time. I love to work in 90 day sprints because I think it really helps you to get granular on your goals and think through, okay, you want to achieve all of these massive things, but how do you actually fit them in and how do you decide when you're going to do them? So I will either use like like the 90 day sprint in the planner or I will literally just pull out a piece of paper and split that paper into four sections and I'll do Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And I'll start to take my vision and set specific goals for each quarter. And then I'll break them down even further. So I might dive into Q1, I'll break them down into personal goals, professional goals, financial goals. So like getting really granular like that. And then you've Mm -hmm. got like a high level of what you're going to work on over the next three months. And then I'll distill it even further. So I'll pick a couple of top goals that I'm going to achieve in that month. And then I'll think through, okay, what are the needle moving things that I Mm. can do, needle moving tasks I can do every single month to help me achieve these goals? Because it can be super easy to like list out to-dos, but I think identifying the needle movers is the big thing because- needle movers get you towards the goal and right. so I'm I really really try and push our team also to really work on needle moving things mm-hmm. so we do that and then on a daily basis I try to have like preemptive gratitude so I'll wake up and I'll be <laughs> grateful for three things that happened that day even yeah. before they've happened so I wake up I'm so grateful I had an amazing podcast interview today it went so well and like the next thing and the next thing Right, And so I've already put that out there and I'm already being grateful for it. And I think there's, I don't know how to explain it, but there's some kind of magic in that. Mm-hmm. I think you write it down and your brain just gets to work because it all unfolds how you've written it. So right. I love doing that. And then I set three things I'm going to accomplish that day. Like knowing that if I only got those three things done, then I'd feel really, really good. Mm. And then make sure I do those things first because it can, I always say like eating the frogs yeah. in the morning is more, is so important. Otherwise you'll just put them off to the last course and then you'll find an excuse to put them off to the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of put them in the beginning. And so it's really just like having that bigger strategy and then seeing how you can break that down into really bite-sized manageable chunks and then the self-doubt kind of leaves because you can see how you're going to do it it's just a case of taking certain action steps to get a certain place right I love how specific you just got first of all and I also love that you you get really granular and your focus on the needle movers because I think when we set really big goals number one we need steps you know because if it's a huge goal and it's like kind of a usually it's more of like a ambiguous concept because we've never been there. So it's like hard to know exactly how it's going to unfold. But if you can have the steps 
outlined, at least roughly, um, it makes it feel a lot more possible. But I think another thing that can happen is if we have a huge goal and we're not quite sure how to get there, we can kind of get tripped up in the middle part where we're like, not really sure what I need to actually be doing. But if I just keep doing stuff, at least I'll feel productive. Um, So I think really focusing on like the needle movers is so, so key and something that once I honed in on that, my productivity and progress just skyrocketed because I let go um, of doing all the stuff that was just kind of bogging me down just for the sake of being busy. Yeah, I love that so much. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I think six, like people have this like perception of success that the most successful people are the people that like do the most stuff and like check the most boxes in their day, but in my experience, the most successful people are just the people who are doing the right things and like doing the hard things. You're so right in all of that. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing that's separating people out that from those who are achieving things and those who aren't. It really is just, are they spending time doing busy work that makes them feel good? Mm-hmm. Or are they doing the things that's moving the needle? Like you say, it doesn't feel great, but they're getting it done. That's the only difference and being willing and motivated to do that. Because it's yeah. not easy also, I should say that. It's not definitely not easy, like you'll know. Right, right. It's It definitely means that you're you're leaving your comfort zone and you're continuously putting yourself in a position where like maybe you're not the smartest in the room or you're learning a new skill that you're like not good at right away or you're having tough conversations or setting boundaries or whatever. So do you have any actionable advice for how our listeners can challenge their comfort zones and start like building that muscle of putting themselves into those situations and swallowing the frogs and like doing the stuff that's actually going to move the needle for them? I would just say get really clear on what those things are so every Mm. single day get clear on okay if I wasn't trying to shy away from uncomfortable things and I was going to do the thing that I know I should be doing more of but I'm just not what is it Mm -hmm. because we generally always know what it is whether like people always say it's meditation right like oh I know if I meditate I'd feel way better but like I just don't want to meditate or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and start doing it every single day. Start doing a really uncomfortable or unfun thing at the beginning of your day and getting it done. And you'll start like really getting addicted to that feeling of ticking that off. And just, you're in, it's like your entire body just sighs like, ah, oh, great. Now I have the whole day to do things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll really like train yourself to get there. Right. Yeah. And Personally, for me, once I did that, like I work less now than I probably ever have. And my business continues to grow and like I continue to feel more and more fulfilled because I've honed in on like doing the important stuff, even when it's uncomfortable and like not putting it off. I think that's such a key to feeling fulfilled. Um, And so I'm curious, like how has your idea of success, because you mentioned that you were motivated by totally different things when you were younger versus now how has your idea of success shifted like what is it now so it's definitely shifted in a sense of I like I didn't grow up with a lot at all and so you know I'm really happily married I have an amazing husband I have a great house in LA I have an amazing group of friends I have a great team I have everything I ever wanted financially I'm really secure all the things Mm -hmm. and so for me I have everything I want or could ever want and I see anything else as a real bonus on top of that so I'm so grateful for everything I have I'm really 
like happy where I am. And so I don't push myself to do really uncomfortable, crazy, hustly things. Mm-hmm. I do things that feel good. And of course I want to grow and I continue to have bigger and bigger goals every single year, but I don't see it as I have to do this. I have to make this happen. It's more like I get to do it because I know it's going to add something to my life. And mm-hmm. I also get to say no to the things that just don't feel super in alignment because I know what I'm pushing for and it's more happiness, fulfillment. It's not super material things. But I know that's a privileged thing to say because when I was getting started in business, all I was thinking about was paying the bills, paying my rent, being able to buy food, all of those things. And Mm -hmm. we have to go through that stage. Like we have to go through the financial stage and all of these different stages to be able to get to a place where we're like, okay, I feel really comfortable and everything from now is a bonus and it's great. And I just want to stay where I am whilst also you know, continuing to hit more goals, have a bigger impact in the world. And that's another thing that really drives me is the impact that I can have on the world because I see what I've been able to create for myself. And I know it's so possible for other women and I want them to be able to see it in themselves too. And that really, really drives me. So there's lots of different things, but it drives me from a really good place, not a hustle place. Not that Mm -hmm. that's bad. It just feels good to me. Right. And I think like we talked about earlier, the hustle, like being driven by hustle does serve a purpose in a certain time. Like if you are really seeking like financial security that you don't have yet, like being in hustle mode can absolutely serve you. And like trying to relax more into the feminine, like might not feel good in that season of your life. Right. So like how can people, um, if they're in that in the, in that phase where they don't feel really financially stable and they're just, you know, trying to put food on the table or, you know, make make their passion like take off, um, but they want to get wor- to where you are, how can they be, you know, content, like not satisfied, but appreciate the current season while also striving for more? Do you have any advice on that? Yeah. Totally. And I think that's a really, really good point because it can be really hard to do that. And I remember when I was really hustling in my first business and I was just paying the bills and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember just trying to in that moment, think about things I could be really grateful for. And it was little things like, I'm so grateful that I actually have a business idea. I have clarity on what I'm doing and I know where I'm going. Or I'm really, really grateful that I'm starting to see traction and people are actually believing in this. And finding those little gratitudes and three of them a day will start to really change your mindset. Mm -hmm. And you can be grateful about what you're doing now, as well as, you know, where you're going. But it's, it's when we can't really see the good in what we're currently doing or the situation we're currently in that we get into a negative spin cycle. And for example, say you're not, you're not attracting clients. You're in that mindset where you can't be grateful for anything that's going on right now because all you're thinking about is how you can't attract any clients. Mm -hmm. And so when you show up, your energy is like this desperate salesy energy that isn't attracting people to you. And you're going to be continually like in this self-fulfilling prophecy. And so Mm -hmm. it's about being able to step back and, and, and see that for what it is and come with it, come at it in the right energy. And I think like gratitude is a really easy way to get into that mindset. Mm -hmm. Obviously being the grind and be grateful podcast, we like think that gratitude is super, super powerful and it applies to any stage. Like obviously you're in a place where it's a lot easier to like find endless things that you're grateful for, because like you said, you have everything you've ever wanted, which is amazing, but I'm sure you 
you haven't forgotten where you came from and like how hard you worked to get here. But that doesn't mean that like that entire time you had to be miserable until you cross the finish line into like total abundance and, you know, being super fulfilled. Like you can, you can enjoy the process that doesn't make you less of a boss or less of a hard worker. It just makes the journey like more meaningful and more fulfilling actually. Yeah, it's so true. And I, and I have friends who are in similar positions to me, but they're still not in the same like mindset of I've got everything that I want. I'm there. And I think that's a mindset thing too. Yeah. Like really digging into, well, how much more is it going to take or what is it going to take for you to feel like you are happy and content? Because generally for a lot of us, it's not that much. It's not that right. different from where we are now. And it's just having that mindset. And it's such a big, quick shift as well. Mm-hmm. One um, phrase I like to just remind myself of sometimes when I'm like wishing that I was in at the next level or like in the next phase is like there isn't better than here. And obviously that uh, doesn't apply to every situation. Like if you're literally struggling to make ends meet, that might not be true for you. But once you're kind of at a certain point, there are endless levels in front of you. And we're always so focused on like getting to the next one. And we forget that like here is great and like there is also going to be super challenging and there's always going to be like new problems to solve new things to address new work to do and if we are always focused on like well it has to be better you know like two steps ahead we're never gonna it's never gonna feel better because we're always going to be operating from that place you know yeah 100 percent. it's so true (laughs) Yeah. So um, gratitude has been, it sounds like a major player in like you feeling fulfilled um, and obviously a part of your morning routine. So do you have a, like equally as, you know, detailed and important night routine or is it really like your morning routine that sets the tone? Yeah, I love my morning routine. My nighttime routine is mainly just what it's going to take to get me the best sleep possible. Mm -hmm. So I typically come home, um, we cook dinner together and we'll talk, read, watch TV, chill, whatever it is. Um, I love putting on red light blocker glasses so that I can really start to just get my brain in a mode for sleep, get melatonin going on, um, take my supplements. Um, I love like just curling up with blankets and hot hot chocolate or something like that. Just like little things that really, really make me feel good and happy before going to bed. I like Mm -hmm. to be as far away from my phone as possible. Um, And then going to bed, my skincare routine is probably my biggest one. I do my skincare. I wear an aura ring when I go to sleep. So it tracks all of my health data. And then I have at least eight hours sleep. And so it's pretty simple, but it's mainly just about switching off, being as de-stressed as possible, having fun. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the things that like keep you grounded and fueled is really like intention and then making things that might be like seemingly simple kind of into rituals. And I found that to be a really big key to feeling like I'm doing well with my self-care is like making the small moments special, even if it's just like drink sipping on like some hot cacao or something on the couch. Like, you know, like anyone can watch Netflix at the end of the day, but are you making it an intentional ritualistic experience or are you just like flopped on the couch just because you want to know how, you know? 
Yeah, I completely agree. I feel the same and you're totally right. I love making anything into a fun ritual and just being super intentional. You don't have to do crazy rituals and routines and have, you know, hours and hours of of routines morning and night. It's just really about how can you be mindful in the ones that you have, in the ones you have and where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that philosophy is really important because there's 5 million different things that we could all do as part of our self-care routine or morning routine or night routine. Um, And like at one point I was nerding out over morning routines and my morning routine would take me like two hours. (laughs) And then by the time I was done with my morning routine, because I was doing all the things I was quote unquote supposed to do, I was like stressed because I felt like I was behind schedule. So it's not about like doing all the things. It's about doing like what feels good to you and doing it really intentionally. Yeah. So in agreement with this. Yeah. So I have kind of one, I guess, two more questions. Um, What is your favorite thing about what you do? Like being an entrepreneur, being a CEO, what is your favorite part of the whole journey? Freedom. I absolutely love having freedom of schedule, location, finance. It really drives me. I'm a Capricorn through and through. I love just (laughs) feeling free. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And then what would you say is the biggest challenge on the other side? The biggest challenge for me being an entrepreneur is managing people. It's something that as a solopreneur, I never learned. And then Mm -hmm. until the past couple of years, we now have a team of 30. So it's grown very, very fast. And it's one of those things that I wasn't naturally good at. Like I'm good at entrepreneurship. I'm good at sales, like strategy. Mm -hmm. That comes really naturally to me. Managing people so does not. And so Mm -hmm. that whole process of learning how to hire and train and nurture and manage and lead has been super interesting and also really, really difficult. And I think I'm coming out the other side but there's always new challenges with it for sure so I'm getting better trying yeah for sure my team is a lot smaller than yours but I still experience that same thing like I was so used to figuring everything else out on my own and like not having to communicate like my ideas or the processes to anyone else and like I didn't you know I was the culture I didn't have to set a culture and um, all this stuff and like adding team members is amazing, but it does add a whole new level of complexity to everything that you do. Yeah, it's a whole different game. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Definitely. And then our final question, last but not least, since this is a Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we ask all of our guests this, what is one big goal that you're currently grinding for and hustling for? And what's one thing that you're hugely grateful for? Mm, One big goal that I'm hustling for right now is a really, really successful launch of our planner. Um, like I said, we created a planner. I'm working so hard on it. It comes out in, well, probably when this podcast airs, it will be out, but it awesome. comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, and I'm just hoping that everyone loves it. It's been something I've been working on for a year now, back and forth with samples and different things. So it's going to be a labor of love for sure. Yeah. And one thing that I am so grateful for today is the sunshine. It's such a beautiful day outside. I have been like just working with the doors wide open and Mm. it feels great. And I'm going to go for a walk after this interview. Amazing. Well, I'm super excited to snag one of your journals and continue following your journey. And I'm sure everyone who listened to this episode is as well. So where can they find you? Where can they grab a journal and just get more of Boss Babe um, Inc. anywhere? 
Yeah, so they can follow me at I am Natalie on Instagram or at bossway.inc. And then we have bossway.com. And then if anyone wants a planner, it's thebosswayplanner.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Natalie. We're super grateful for you and all of the wisdom that you've shared with us today. Thank you. so much for spending your time with me on the grind and be grateful podcast i'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today it would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it and please leave the show or view on itunes if you're enjoying it tell me what you think let me know what you want to hear more of it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.